So it's always about being confident. Confidence is key because if you're not confident in yourselves, you can't do anything. So having that mentality uh, is definitely going to push you a lot farther forward than you think. Welcome to Athletes Doing Good Podcast. I'm Shelly Seward, president of Capture Sports Marketing. And I'm sports reporter Jen Latta. Finishing first is nothing new for NASCAR's youngest driver, Sam Mayer. This season, the 16-year-old is setting another first. For the first time in the sports history, Sam will be showcasing custom one-time-only paint schemes on his number 21 Chevrolet car this season. He is committed to using his platform to raise awareness for nonprofit organizations founded by professional NFL and NBA athletes and to be a role model for kids across the country. Another athlete doing good. To join Athletes in Doing Good, text ADG2020 to 76278 and donate today. The Athletes Podcast with the most downloads each month will receive the money raised for his or her charity. We're here with Sam Mayer today. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. (laughs) Racing is one of those sports that you can get into at a very young age. You don't have to wait till you're a certain age in order to have success at the highest level. When did you know you wanted to race professionally? And were you surprised at all about how quickly, and I know it's relative because you put a ton of time in before everybody gets to see you, but were you surprised how quickly you were able to have success at the high levels? I started racing when I was four in go-karts. So I've been doing it, uh, holding a steering wheel in my hand for as long as I can remember. But uh, having success and winning a championship before you have your driver's license is definitely something (laughs) that hasn't been done a lot in the past. So hopefully we can continue our success because it has definitely shown we can do it with my GMS racing crew. And uh, hopefully we can continue to do it. I'm curious about your driving test, Sam. So like you've been driving cars forever. Then you go like to the DMV, like a normal kid and you take your driving exam. Do you tell the person that you're in the car with, like, um, I got this. I'm actually a professional or do you just kind of like keep that to yourself? How does it work? Yeah. So I really didn't have kind of a normal experience doing it because I was actually being followed by TMJ4. Uh, They wanted to do a story on it. So I had about three or four cameras in the car looking at me the entire time. So I was kind of nervous there, uh, just having a camera on me at all times. But um, my instructor, he knew that I was a race car driver and he knew that we were filming. I could kind of tell that he wanted to be as pitch perfect as possible because he wanted to look good in front of the camera. I passed on my first time with only three points off. So Hopefully that's pretty respectable. So what were the three? What did you do wrong? So when you do the Y turn, I didn't do the last turn signal to go when you turn left to go back up. You're not used to signal. Automatic two points off. And the other one was because I didn't slow down enough going through uh, intersection. Did you tell them that you normally don't, you know, tur- turn on the blinker to go left? Or slow down. Or slow, yeah, or have slow down. Yeah, it's both things that race car drivers aren't used to. So I guess I can use that as an excuse. Absolutely. With being the youngest NASCAR champion, I mean, A, has it set, set in that you accomplished that? And then I think, two, do you feel extra pressure this year? I mean, you're always going to feel pressure uh, coming off of pretty much a perfect season um, the previous year. So you want to 
step up and do better than you did. And it's really kind of hard to do that when you win a championship, finish in the top five, 11 out of 12 races. So far, we're on the same track to do pretty much the exact same thing. So hopefully we can continue uh, to have that success. Are you a normal teenager in any way? Like, do you leave your socks on the ground? Do you have toothpaste all over the sink? Do you have a curfew? Like, what are some ways that like, because right now I'm thinking this kid is way cooler than me, which is probably true regardless. But if you could just make me feel like, yeah, I'm pretty normal in this space, that would be great. Yeah, if I were to turn my camera about 90 degrees that way, you'd see an absolute mess. So uh, I do leave messes around the house and my mom makes me clean it up and do chores like that. Sam, NASCAR has been in the news a lot recently, um, obviously banning the Confederate flag. And I think that one of the more moving moments I've seen in sports recently was when all of the drivers and teams were showing support for, um, for Bubba recently. Um, and he has come under fire again um, in the last 24 hours. Um, what do you think that show says about NASCAR and the community that it's trying to make sure people are more aware of? I do feel like they did a really good job of explaining themselves and, going into detail about what actually happened and finally coming out and saying that it wasn't what they thought it was, but they wanted to do everything they could to show that they were trying to do their best to be like, this isn't correct. And um, I'm glad it wasn't a hate crime at all. And I'm glad it wasn't targeted at anybody. It was just a misunderstanding. And uh, I'm glad NASCAR is going to be really thorough about everything that happens in the future because you never really know what could happen. Has that been your experience, Sam, that NASCAR is a community, even though you guys are competitors, that you all know each other well and you have each other's back and that all that matters? Absolutely. It's quite literally a family. I mean, having the support of other competitors and just going out there and racing each other, going for wins against each other, uh, because it's about having fun and hanging out with people that uh, enjoy the same things you do. Our podcast is called Athletes Doing Good, and you have done so much good already, even as a very relatively young athlete. Talk to us about the latest initiative with the cars and being wrapped for various charities. How did that come about, and why did you want to do it? It's really special because having the Carson Wentz Foundation, the AO1 Foundation on in Pocono, that got so much love from the community. It brought so many things towards me and obviously towards the AL1 Foundation as well, just because it was so popular in that area. So we're trying to just get fans that are that truly support anything that's on a NASCAR because you have people that like Cheetos, but they'd rather have like Doritos or M&Ms because Kyle Busch has all those things on his car. And we want to try to reach those fans and try to get their attention towards the AO1 Foundation or the Malcolm Brogdon Family Foundation to a family that hasn't seen them before. It'll help get more people to support such a good foundation. See, you I love that you compared it to Doritos. That's hilarious. <laughs> but the point yeah. is that like people see it on the cars and then they're like, mm, I am hungry. I think I'll go get some Doritos. And in this case, you're saying, ooh, what is that foundation? Let me look it up on the Google. And then maybe you know they'll have a connection to it and want to give back to it. I think it makes perfect sense. Well, I know as, as we were watching the Pocono race with members of the AO1 Foundation, 
and we're following on Twitter, there's an individual who said, I looked them up, I went there and I donated. Um, and so we were able to see in, in real time that donation come through for AO1 Foundation, which was pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's the kind of things that really can be special to me because I have a large following and I have the opportunity to make the most of it. I know recently you've started an initiative with St. Marcus School in the Milwaukee area, relatively close to where you live. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing with them? So yeah, we're helping with food banks and trying to give support to the kids, trying to uh, get them to where they believe in themselves so they can make a difference in this world. Absolutely. Based on your accomplishments thus far, Sam, I know we talk a lot about you being a role model, not only for what you're doing in your professional career, but I think to those kids. So what message do you give to kids who are trying to chase a dream or desired accomplishment? Yeah, you always have to be the best you can be. You have to give 110% effort mentally and physically so you can be the best of the best. And that goes for anything. It goes for anything like racing, painting, football, basketball, anything along those lines. You always have to be the best you can be. So it's always about being confident. Confidence is key because if you're not confident in yourselves, you can't do anything. So having that mentality uh, is definitely going to push you a lot farther forward than you think. Absolutely. But you have to have support as well. And there's no way that when you're four years old, if you tell mom and dad that you want to be a race car driver and they're like, cool, cool, come back to us in 10 years, you know? So how important was it to have a support system, have parents who not only believed in your dreams, but also were able to make that a reality? Yeah, that that is a huge point there too, because you have to have so many pieces to the puzzle for everything to get perfect. I've been blessed to have probably the greatest parents ever. Uh, ever, ever. But uh, having people like that behind me, having my parents like that behind me, and everyone who I've met along the way on the road, it's definitely very special. And it makes me really emotional to look back and see all these people that really believed in me when I didn't really believe in myself. And they helped me believe in myself and gain that confidence. And it finally pushed me forward to now make it to the Arc Menard series. Well, I think your mom is pretty amazing because sitting next to her at one of your races, being a mom myself, I was so nervous for you um, <laughs> and was so worried about you driving so fast. And your mom, maybe inside she wasn't, but on the outside, she was cool as a cucumber, Sam. Like she was just, he has it. He's got it. We're good. Um, so I think your mom's pretty remarkable. <laughs> Yeah, she's definitely the calm one of the bunch. My dad can get really riled up uh, <laughs> when it comes down to it. He'll be like, go, 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 come on, Sam, you can do better than this, go. And then my mom's just sitting there like, he, he's got this, don't worry, don't worry, he's got this, it's fine. And so, then when I win or whether I lose or something, she's like, hey, he did his best or I told you, I told you he had it. Uh, and my dad's like, ah, yeah, he's fine, yeah. Of course. So for those of us who have never sat in a NASCAR, you're driving. Who's all in your ear that you're hearing? And what are you all doing? Yeah, so sitting in the car, it's a manual. So you have your shifter to your right and you have your radios to your left so you can hear your spotter, your crew chief or uh, your pit crew. So you can tell them what you need 
uh, in the car to make it handle better because handling in a NASCAR or ARCA car is really everything because if your car doesn't handle right, whether it's too tight, where the front tires kind of slide when you turn the car or whether the back end wants to come around and you have to kind of oversteer. That's definitely something that makes uh, NASCAR very different from other sports is because every little ounce and inch and millimeter means so much in these things. So uh, you have to be able to talk to all three, four people on your radio. And uh, that's definitely probably the biggest thing. So who talks the most? The spotter, the, the crew chief, Sam? Yeah, the spotter is... I like a really loud radio, so my spotter really un- never unkeys the mic until he really needs to, because I just like to have someone in my ear constantly talk and tell me what I could do better to go faster. Interesting. Who's a NASCAR driver, either current or retired, that you really look up to and why? I definitely look up to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, He's probably one of the most famous NASCAR drivers other than his dad, Dale Earnhardt, to ever be in the sport. And I look up to him because I drove for him, passed, and got to actually meet him a couple times and see how down-to-earth and how good of a person he actually is. He gives back to his community in the sense of giving support to people that need it. I look up to him just because he's such a good person. He's so down to earth and he's so kind. Like any stranger could go up to him and say, hey, Dale, can I get a picture? He'd be like, absolutely, buddy. So he's just one of those people that's super cool, super down to earth. And uh, that's really what I want to be like. Sam, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. I am so excited to watch your career. I think it's going to be fantastic. And I hope that you get a lot of response to this recent campaign that you're doing with trying to raise awareness for some of these charities. Um, It's pretty cool that at such a young age, you are already contributing and trying to give back. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good. Go to CaptureSportsMarketing.com to listen to other interviews to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others. To join athletes in doing good, text ADG2020 to 76278 and donate today. The Athletes Podcast with the most downloads each month will receive the money raised for his or her charity.